Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. Mass on All Access podcast is going on throughout the offseason. We're continuing our position-by-position review for the Nationals from 2018 and looking ahead to 2019. If you missed last week's episode with Catcher and First Base, be sure to go back and check that out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Bobby Blanco with Paul Mancano. Paul, ready to do shortstop and second base? I am, and if you missed that episode, you're one of just very few because we got a whole lot of listens. Yeah, thank week, you Bobby. for everyone who's checking that one out. It was a lot of fun to do. It was yeah. a good idea by Paul to kind of go position by position because this is a thank very you. interesting offseason for the Nationals. Kind of a, is it a turning point? Yeah. Are they still going to compete? Do you maybe have to take a step back, bring up some of the young guys? So we're going to go by each position uh, throughout the next couple of weeks and see where the Nats can improve. Maybe go look somewhere else to bring in some new talent, players, or, or where that particular player can improve. And, Paul, for this week, second base is an interesting one because basically at that position, all they have is backups right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, Daniel Murphy did not start the season with the team. The injury didn't come mm-hmm. back till about midway, and then, of course, traded in August to the Cubs. So we played most of the year with Wilmer Defoe at second base. He logged 100 games at second base. And then Howie yeah. Kendrick, before he got hurt, also played 40 games. So when you're looking at this position, I mean, this is probably at the top of the list for the Nationals this offseason, if not catcher or another starting pitcher, a starting second baseman. Absolutely. I think when you look at the Nationals' needs, I think first and foremost is definitely starting pitcher because you have two roles to fill there. And I think catcher, as we discussed in our first episode, but yeah, I would put second base right behind, a close third with those. You look at the two guys, Wilmer Defoe and Howie Kendrick that you mentioned that played the bulk of the games there. At this point, I don't think it's likely that they have any interest in bringing Daniel Murphy back. So I think we're looking at those two guys who are both under contract going into next season. Wilmer Defoe, I think, came into the year 26 years old. Uh, He's under team control next year. Mm -hmm. Um I think he came into the year with a chance potentially to prove himself as a long-term answer at second base, maybe an outside chance, but there was a shot and he did not take a hold of it, especially after the trade deadline. Yeah. Like you say, he's only 26 years old. He's at my age. Actually, he was a couple of days older than me. Look at that. April, tw- April 2nd, You're but dating arbitration himself. eligible in 2020, not mm-hmm. a free agent until 2023. And yeah, kind of big expectations for Wilmer this year. He had a solid 2017 season coming yeah. off the bench and the nationals were really looking forward to him taking that step and see if he could yeah. become an everyday second baseman, because of course they needed him to with Dana Murphy being hurt to start the season. Yep. And you know, we kind of, to me, got pretty much the same from Daniel. Uh, sorry, excuse me, from Wilmer Murphy. Uh, what the hell, <laughs> Wilmer Defoe? Yeah. This year, um, he only hit 230. His on-base percentage was below 300. Yep. Only stole about 10 bases, 14 RBIs. His defense was fine, but his defensive run saved rating was only three at second base. Yep. So that was kind of a dip from 2017, which I think it was at seven a year ago. Yeah. So, um, you know, he slipped up here and there. I think what the Nationals really need from Wilmer moving forward is putting it all together. He's shown flashes. Yeah. But he just needs to put it all together to have a solid season and either 
I don't think I don't expect them them to anticipate him being the everyday first baseman yeah. next year. Second but baseman. he yeah. needs second second baseman, but he needs to be that utility guy that can play all three infield positions except for first base and be able to come off the bench and deliver in pinch hitting situations. He is a good utility guy, I agree to have because of his defensive ability, as you mentioned, the plus three in defensive run saved. 2.8 in ultimate zone rating, which is not world-beating, um, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, he was often used by Davey Martinez as a late-game defensive replacement, a good guy to have in the National League especially, um, where you're going to need guys like that. But I agree with you, Bobby. I don't think he can be relied on to go into to be your everyday second baseman. Uh, uh, On-base percentage under 300 is just not going to cut it. Obviously, this team has firepower in other areas, especially if they bring back Bryce Harper. But you need to be as good as possible at every possible position. And to me, Wilmer Defoe, the drop-off, 40 points down, 41 points down from his batting average from last year to this year, you thought he would be able to grow on that after his age 25 season, and he regressed. Uh, And especially in the second half, too. He hit 203 in that second half when the team needed him most after they traded Daniel Murphy. He had a real opportunity. If he had hit, if he had gone blistering down the stretch, hit 300 for the last two months of the season, he would give you something to think about at least going into next year. But I think this year he made it clear you need to find a better second baseman. And we also heard Davey Martinez mention this late in the season, being like, Wilmer needs to understand who he is. And, yeah. you know, we saw him try to swing for the fences too often. We know he's got pop. He's a strong guy. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't need to be that all the time, like you mentioned, because we have big power bats like the Bryce Harper, uh, Juan Soto, um, Anthony Rendon has sneaky pop, Trey Turner. So he doesn't need to be that guy. He needs to be the guy who gets on base and then also plays – Display smart base running. We saw him make a couple of mistakes on the base pass this year, um, swinging at some bad pitches. So he just needs, again, put it all together in order to prove that he can be a quality utility player and in emergency situations a starting second baseman and a guy that they can rely on. Yeah, and somebody who uh, could be useful when they get a better starting second baseman. Uh, I think the other guy, obviously, let's talk about Howie Kendrick. Uh, 35 years old at this point, under contract for one more season. He's on the hook. They're on the hook for four million in 2019. Not too bad. Uh, unrestricted free agent after that. Somebody who was awesome when he played and has been for two years now, for a year and a half rather, uh, for the Nationals has been terrific when he has been on the field. It's just a matter of keeping him on the field. Hit 303, 331 on base, and 474 slugging in those 40 games that he played, mostly at second base. I believe 33 of those were at second base before suffering that ACL tear on May 19th against the Dodgers. He was awesome. And if you, they had him down the stretch, we talked about it on our last podcast, not necessarily they would make the playoffs, but it would certainly have helped to at least have him off the bench and maybe even starting at second after they traded Murphy. Yeah, and he's a guy who can play the corner outfield positions too. Another utility, mm-hmm. kind of super utility guy. Can like play first, one. can do anything. Yeah. yeah, and so the injury was definitely the key. But like you said, before he went down, very productive. And and guy, and uh, people were looking at him as a guy who could contribute to this team as a starter, as a bench player, a guy that Davey – especially a first-year manager like David Martinez, could rely on to put in certain situations, yeah. come off the bench. Um, and unfortunately, obviously, the ACL tear derailed that. Hopefully, one more full season, not too much of a 
high price for him. Like you said, $4 million. So you, hopefully you get a full season out of him. You know, you again, wouldn't like him at the age of 35. You wouldn't like him to be starting anywhere coming out next year, kind of use him in spare spots. Um, so that's why I think it's important for them to go get a starting second yeah. baseman, and that way they can use Wilmer Defoe and Howie Kendrick in the roles that they're better suited at. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Uh, in terms of defense, definitely is starting to so- show some signs of age. Negative four in defensive run saved in those 40 games. Negative .7 in ultimate zone ratings. He has declined a bit. When he was young and healthy, he was a pretty good defensive second baseman yeah. with the Angels especially and we've just seen signs of wear and tear. He's played just 131 games over the past two seasons, first half of 2017 with the Phillies and second half with the Nats. So obviously as you mentioned Bobby, you can't rely on him. You shouldn't rely on him to be your starting ba- second baseman next year. You need to I think replace both these guys, go out and get somebody. Uh, you don't have anybody necessarily in the system, although I want to talk about Carter Keboom in a little bit. Yeah. But I think you need to find a starting caliber second baseman for next year. Yeah, and then looking out in the field, I don't know who really sticks out as a pure second baseman that you can go out and pay for. The one name that stuck out to me was Brian Dozier. He's still playing with the Dodgers this year, but he'll be 32 in May, so again, kind of up there in age. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't really see any name. Any names stick out, stick out to you, Paul, that you're looking forward to? In this free agency class? Uh, If they want to stay veteran and old, they have Jed Lowry, who's going to be a free agent. He's 35, had a career year last year, 23 homers, 99 RBIs with the A's. But That's kind of my point. It's like everyone seems a little kind of on the older side. Yeah. Um, A lot of these younger second basemen are obviously still young and still in their contracts and locked up for years to come. Yeah. Um, Uh, So there's no big names. As Drupal Cabrera. Played with the Mets and Phillies this year. But he's close to 35, too. Yeah. Uh, poor defensively, so I don't see him being a fit. And he played mostly at shortstop this year, I think. Yeah, he did. That's his better position. One guy I would be interested in, DJ LeMahieu. He's 30 years old. Obviously, the Rockies are probably going to want to keep keep him because yeah. uh, he was a big part of their team this year. 16 homers, 62 RBIs this season. Uh, average just under 270. Somebody who I think maybe they would be interested in, and we know Mike Rizzo is never afraid to shell out the big money, so right. um, maybe they'll stick their head in for DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. Uh, one also name that we should mention, the other second baseman on the roster, Adrian Sanchez, almost forgot him, 28 mm-hmm. years old, uh, under contract for a while till 2024, hit 276 this past year, but no homers, uh, has not had a single career big league homer after playing 28 games this year and just over 30 last year so um 28 years old career you know the best he's going to be as a backup you can't rely on adrian sanchez for much beyond that i think yeah and he hasn't played nearly as many games as wilmer or howie kendrick obviously so it's it's more like you know if that came down to that let's probably put dio out there instead yeah or um or uh howie kendrick but Along those lines of a prospect, you mentioned Carter Keyboom. Yeah. He's a, the Nats' number two prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. Projected more as a shortstop or yeah. third baseman, but we did see him play second base for the first time in the Arizona Fall League the other day. Played pretty well. Um, any chance that the Nationals kind of say, hey, we have an opening here, right. move to second base, and and see if we can fast-track you to the big leagues? I think so, honestly. At this point, he's so he's 21 years old. Uh, started last season at high A before he was moved up to double A. Um, somebody who hit uh, 280 over those two leagues combined, 16 homers. Uh, 
definitely number two prospect, as you mentioned, in baseball. I think uh, for the Nationals, for the Nationals, right? Uh, not Victor Robles, who I believe is number two in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, Carter Keboom is definitely showing flashes at this point. You'd think if you can play shortstop that you'd be able to switch over to second base, right? right? I mean, wouldn't you think shortstop is the more difficult position? Yeah, absolutely, because you have to cover way deeper and yeah. uh, and throw across the field to first exactly. base or be able to turn double plays there. Yeah. Um, and he's, I mean, it's just a matter of adjusting because the ball right. obviously comes off the bat differently from the other side of the field. Yeah. And, and knowing the situation or where to go with the ball in certain situations because then you're also, I mean, I believe he's right-handed, so instead of throwing, you know, just right to your left now he's throwing back to his right so he's got a situation but yeah yeah i agree i think that if you can play the hardest position on the field you can yeah. probably play either third base or second right. base we see a lot of these young players now doing that that's how they get to the major leagues being able to play multiple positions um and you know what i kind of see it like as a way that the nationals treated trey turner bringing him up you right. know they had an open i mean they know he could play shortstop yeah he's a shortstop but they had an opening in a, in the outfield. He's an athlete. Let's give him some reps out there at AAA and get him to the major league club because he can help us out. I mean, I'm not saying Carter Keepum is going to break camp with the Nationals this year, but if he if they make that decision, it's a tough decision to make. But if they make the decision to hey get your reps here at second base and see if we can get you up to the big league club yeah. sometime next season and and see what you're made of. And he could be like a Juan Soto. Those are extreme yeah, cases. Yes, but uh, an instance where. You think coming into the his the year that his track to the big leagues is going to be a whole lot longer than it ends up being, and I think what they do in this offseason at second base could be telling of that. If they keep him at second base, if they play him at second base the whole of Arizona Fall League, and then if they try him out at second base during spring training, they could be really testing him, I think, to see, hey, we could be looking at you maybe at the end of 2019 season to be taking over that role at second full-time. And scouts are already saying that his bat is close to playing in the major league right. level. I mean, he's just crushing the ball um, as a as a right-handed batter. So, yeah, uh, he's. It's just a matter of that's a tough decision to make because now again, top prospect, um, and you're kind of changing his path, his projection, yeah. and, and getting out of his comfort zone. But you know, if he's okay with it, the Nationals are okay with it. We've seen them do this before. You know they wouldn't do it if they're not comfortable with it. Yeah. I, b- I would like to believe so. It'll be interesting to see Carter Keboom and to see if he gets any more reps in the Arizona Fall League this fall, heading into spring training. Yeah, be sure to keep up with MassInSports.com's Byron Kerr. He's got all the updates from Arizona Fall League and was the one who came up with that little note. That yes, he did. He uh, played second base. So that's way to go, BK. Second base consensus. Go out and get somebody. Yep. Let's move over to shortstop, Bobby. We have somebody. We do. They don't, they don't need, need to go. Get they don't need to get some. They have a guy. Yeah. And can't keep track, Paul. How many games did Trey Turner play this year? That would be one six two. Dang. So he played the whole season. That's right. I think he only made. I think he didn't start four. Yeah. But he appeared in every game yeah. this season. Yeah. Which is obviously very hard to do. He's proven that he can put the grind together mm-hmm. and, and be productive. This was Trey Turner's one of his best seasons to date. Obviously, he's still very young. Now the question is, can he put this together on a consistent basis? And kind of like Wilmer Defoe, but on a larger scale, put all the little things together. Again, we saw – so he went to stretches without any stolen bases, and we saw some yep. base – he got he got thrown out more, I think, this year than he has ever had before. You know, he's shown off a sneaky pop, and but his bat went quiet for average at times. Yeah, uh, His defense played all season long, I'm pretty sure. 
Can he take that next step and become not just one of the Nationals' best players, but one of the best players in all of baseball? It is crazy to to think that he still needs to put it all together because he's a guy who hit 271 with the. 344 on base, 416 slugging percentage, had 69 walks, those 43 steals that led Major League Baseball, career high in homers, but he still has not hit his ceiling. That's the crazy thing. He's only 25 years old, and I think, Bobby, the consensus is he. this guy can be so much better, and yeah. we've heard that from coaches and managers. He's already doing so many different things in so many aspects of baseball. I had to look it up because I wanted to see how unique it is that he has all of those abilities, the ability to hit for power, for contact, to steal bases, uh, to be a great defensive player. He's among shortstops in Major League Baseball. He was eighth in batting average, eighth in home runs, and eighth in RBIs, and third in walks. Somebody who came into the year, and that was the biggest knock on him, was he doesn't take enough pitches. And he said, I'm going to improve that part of my game. And I think that shows he's got tremendous room for growth. Yeah, his walks did go. A note that I noticed in uh, Mark Zuckerman's kind of wrap-up mm-hmm. of, of the season, he's doing also a player-by-player kind of review of their seasons and a projection for 2019, is that, yes, his walks did go up, but his pitches seen per at-bat didn't really budge. Okay. And his strikeout rates kind of stayed the same. Yeah. So great for the walks, but still need that. Need to see more pitches, especially at the top of the lineup, if that's where you're going to hit, yeah. kind of wear down those starting pitchers. And then also bring that strikeout rate down a little bit because we need – Trey Turner needs to be on base, and that's where he causes the most havoc, and yeah. that's where he helps the Nationals. And he scores runs, he steals bases, he lets guys behind him see pitches because he's already on base. Yeah. So, I mean, he has such a ripple effect on this lineup – if he can get on and be consistently productive throughout the whole season. And it was weird when he did disappear for times because, especially on the base path, when he went weeks at a time without yeah. stealing a base because we saw him steal 46 bases in less than 100 games in 2017. And this year he stole just 43. Yeah. Just 43, but three fewer than he did when playing 160, when playing 64 more games. Yeah, and it so. was so strange because, like you said, at times we'd be like, oh, my God, this guy's going to steal 70 bases this year. Yeah. And at times like, man, he might not even get to 50. Yeah. And he didn't. He got yeah. to 43. So, yeah, it's, like we said, putting it all together for the full season. You, you prove that you can do the whole physical and mental grind of a 162-game season. Yeah. You've proven that you can hit for power and average. Yeah. That you can get on base, that you can walk to get on base. That You know, he just needs – he has – Touched all of the five tools. The, the five-tool player, he's yeah. touched all of those. Now, kind of, can you put it all together and become not just, you know, an all, not just an all-star, but, like, one of the best all-around players in the sport? Yeah. And that, if he does, that not only transcends his game, but this whole Nationals team into a whole different lo- another level. Especially if Bryce Harper leaves, he's going to be one of the faces of the team. Yeah. It's going to be him and Juan Soto and Anthony. Victor Robles and Anthony Rendon uh, in, on the, in the lineup, aside from the pitchers. So, yeah. you know, he has that potential. He's just 25, yeah. but and, my God, this guy can be amazing. Right. And according to baseball reference, Trey Turner's war was higher than that of Juan Soto, Steven Strasburg, <laughs> Sean Doolittle, obviously both of those guys mm-hmm. dealt with injuries, Bryce Harper, Ryan yeah. Zimmerman. I mean, this guy had a major impact on the Nationals this year. Obviously, didn't turn out the way they did. They would hope, yeah. but if he continues like this path, other guys slip up their game. It's a dangerous club for years to come. Absolutely. So him playing 162 games definitely helped. In terms of, uh, you know, they didn't have to throw anybody else really at that position. Um, Howie Kendrick, I guess, could potentially play that 
that position. Maybe Adrian Sanchez could play that position. Obviously, you have Carter Keboom. Um, I see the Nats doing a similar thing uh, that they did with Victor Robles last year in terms of Keboom, where you know either they'll bring him up to play full time. You know, if they want to put him at second base, they'll bring him up to be the starting second baseman. But if they're going to keep him behind Trey Turner, they're they're probably I don't see them bringing up Carter Keboom to be a backup. It's kind of like what we heard Mike Rizzo say last year about. Uh, Victor Robles, you know, mm-hmm. we're only going to bring him up if there's an opportunity for him to play every day. We exactly. want him to play every day. That's what they're going to want Carter Keebum to do. Yeah. Play every day, get better, get acclimated to playing the major league level or close to that, like a triple A or such. Um, but also with Trey Turner, you know, this is where the ripple effect of finding a starting second baseman comes into play because then I think Wilmore Defoe becomes your backup second baseman or shortstop. Yeah. Defoe can play short too. Right. So, um, you know, if if he's not required to play every day or start every day, yeah, he falls into that kind of category, and that really helps yeah. the Nationals and Davey Martinez not have to stretch to go find, God forbid, something happened to Trey Turner, go, go find a backup shortstop. Absolutely, and there would probably be very little, if any, defensive fall-off when you're going from Trey Turner to Vic, to um, Defoe. Wilmer Defoe. Yeah. So uh, I think that would help as well. So... Trey Turner, absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Shortstop. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if – I mean, he, he was probably – he had to be in – I think Bryce Harper was the MVP for the Nationals as mm-hmm. voted on by the local media, but Trey Turner had to be up there as well. Yeah. He put, put together a hell of a season. So that uh, is second base and shortstop. Yep. I think consensus is second base. Go find a guy. Shortstop. Trey Turner is awesome. Um so I think at that... Uh, Trey Turner is your guy. Now yeah. take the next step. Yeah, definitely. Be a, be a superstar. Any final thoughts on those two positions, Bobby? Um, you know, I mean, we mentioned last week, Paul, how much this Bryce Harper free agency is going <laughs> to yeah. just affect everything the Nationals do this offseason. Um, but aside from that, you know, I'm you might be most looking forward to seeing Trey Turner next year. Yeah. The next player up. And, you know, obviously Juan Soto, possible Rookie of the Year candidate, He's flashy and obviously fantastic at the plate, improving in the outfield. But Trey Turner could be the all-around guy that yeah. you know guys like the Dodgers have, guys like the Cubs have, and can move around and, and carry a team for a little bit. You could see a Javi Baez type yeah. season, you know, 2018 season maybe from him because of they're built the same way. Very yeah. good defensive guys who can play just about any position. Uh, sneaky pop sneaky for both pop. those guys. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll see a Javi Baez type leap because I think it's coming any year now. Yeah, excellent, 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 excellent. So those are that. So next week, what do you want to do? Third base, talk about Tony two bags a little yeah. bit, and then head over to the outfield. Yeah, and I think so. That we can do the pitching staff. Yeah, I think so. All right, uh, so outfield's going to be a heck of an episode. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. Good thing third base won't take up too much time because we know what we have at third base. Yeah, and, and Anthony yeah. Rendon. Exactly. Um, we'll but, brush over that and then yeah. just. Die, well, right? no, we'll give Anthony his due. <laughs> uh-huh. Anthony, I, 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 the only player besides Max Scherzer who was higher than Trey Turner in war, according to baseball reference, was there Anthony Rendon, his BFF, by point one win, I guess. Is that how you would qualify <laughs> that? Point one war? Yeah, point one war unit. Um, <laughs> uh, Paul, did you – keeping up with the playoffs? Yes. Yes. NLCS, tied 2-2. Yep. The Boston Red Sox have a 2-1 lead. Both are playing today. We're recording this on Wednesday. Yeah. Any top storylines you're seeing so far at the playoffs? Geo. We got to talk about Geo. Geo making start in the NLCS for the Brewers. Didn't go the way 
Maybe some people expected that first inning, but his exit wasn't the way people yeah. thought. Unfortunately, having come out due to injury and won't see him the rest of the season. Yep, it is a shame that he had to get replaced on that roster because they need somebody for the rest of the NLCS. But once you replace a guy on the postseason roster, you can't put him back in if you were to go to the World Series. So he's done for the, the playoffs. Uh, pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, everybody's, like, losing their minds. Like, I can't believe he's starting a postseason game. Well, yeah, he's quote-unquote starting a postseason game. Barely pitched last night because of the injury, but the plan was never for him. We saw it in his first postseason start. The plan was never for him to go six strong innings. Yeah. And the, we saw here in D.C. too. Last, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he started game five last year against yep. the Cubs, right? And so that, that plan was never for him to go six yeah. innings. It was him to do like three, maybe four. Yeah, That's so what he did. I don't, I don't see exactly why people are losing their, their gourds about it. Yeah. But, um, Should be interesting um, offseason for Gio, see yeah. where he ends up. Exactly. Uh, lefty. Guy who is still he's in his young thirties, yeah. low thirties, um, but somebody who also has built a career on his durability, and then ends up going out at the worst possible time. That sucks yeah. for him. Unfortunate to see, especially the guy that we obviously love as a person, and and mm-hmm. and we enjoyed watching him pitch for the, the Nationals for for many years. Um, if you want more off-season updates, be sure to check out Paul's new segment. Thank you. Hump Day Headlines <laughs> on the Mass and All Access Facebook page. A quick one-minute video of everything you need to know that's going along, not just with the Nationals, but the entire baseball world. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's quick. It's Thank easy. You, and you touch on all the things. No problem. Well, touch on all the major topics across the Major League Baseball. Paul Mancano, Bobby Blanco, be sure to give the Mass and All Access podcast a follow on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and give us a follow. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. Paul, you're at? At Paul Mancano. I want this episode to beat last week's new record. We hit like 364 last week. Let's top that. Let's go 400, Bobby. Let's do it. 400! Can't wait. And that doesn't even include the Apple Podcast. The Google Play. The Google yeah. Play. Yeah. The YouTube video. Yeah, yeah the YouTube video. Be sure to check it out on Mass and National's YouTube page yeah. um, for even more Mass and All Access podcast content. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.